0: Coach Phyllis with myself to you, Transitional Life Coaching. Welcome back to another segment of self-awareness. And this time I want to focus on a little bit of knowing yourself. You know, I always find it quite... Um, what word do I want to use? I find it a little discomforting or um, a little out of tune. When someone is trying to tell you who you are, you don't know who you are. That's what self-awareness is all about. I know with our busy schedules, it might be difficult to find time to think about who you are, your strengths, your weaknesses, your drives, your personalities, your habits, and your values. But guess what? You're more than just a shell, a body that's walking around with organs and blood and all kind of things inside of you. You are a person. You are a human being. Be aware of who you are. There are many of us just just who are not inclined to spend much time with self-reflection. Even when personal feedback is presented to us, we're not always open because honest feedback isn't always flattering. Many of us have pretty low self-awareness. And that's unfortunate because self-awareness is an essential first step towards maximizing managerial skills. And when we think about managerial skills, we think about work. No, I'm talking about managing self Self-awareness can be improved. It can improve our judgment. It can help us identify opportunities for professional and personal growth. You know, there's some key areas to self-awareness and human beings are complex and diverse to become more self-aware, we should develop an understanding of ourselves. I keep saying that we need to have an understanding of ourselves, know who you are. Key areas of self-awareness include personality traits, personal values, habits, emotions, and psychological needs that drive our behaviors. Okay, let's dive into personality. We don't normally change our personality values and needs based on what we learn about ourselves. But our understanding of our personality can help us find situations in which we thrive and help us avoid situations in which we'll experience too much stress. For instance, if you're highly, if you're an introverted person and you're likely to experience more stress in like a, like a sales position than a highly extrovert person would. So if you are highly introvert, you should either learn skills to cope with the demand of saying you were in a sales position, then rather um, falling into some kind of behavior pattern, or you should find a position that's more compatible with your personality. Awareness of your personality helps you analyze such decisions And I say this all the time, a lot of times people based, and now we're talking about professional, a lot of times people base their professional decisions off of money and not their self-awareness, knowing myself, no, I can't do this. No, don't put me in that position. I'm not ready for the challenge. I don't even feel like being challenged. And that's okay. I remember once I was in the military, and it was a position that became available, and it would have been a promotion for me, but it was in a whole different department, something I never worked before, something I did not even have the training for, but they saw, hey, she's ready for promotion, let's put her in here. I would have been a leader over a group of people who knew more than me, who would have had to train me. I don't think that would have went very well. So I declined the position because I wanted more training in that area so that I could go in and be not just proficient, but be beneficial to the group to lead the people that's looking up to me as the leader. I knew myself. Yes, it would have been a great income increase for me, but it would have also been a great stressor and headache for me because I would have been put in a predicament that I would have worked harder than the gain of the increase that I would have gotten because I would have had to do some studying at an accelerating rate that I didn't need, nor was I ready for. So that was just a bit of a self-awareness that I remembered going through years ago. Another key area is values. It's important that we know and focus on our personal values. For instance, if you first, uh, if your first priority is being there for your children, or your relationship with God it is very easy to lose sight of these these priorities on a day-to-day, moment-by-moment basis during the workday. So many problems and opportunities arise that our list of things to do can easily exceed the time we have to do them. Since few, or if any of these things pertain to what we value most, It's easy to spend too much time on low-priority activities. When we focus our values, we are more likely to accomplish what we consider most important. And my value is my children, is my family, and my relationship with God. And that is something that is a priority to me. It is such a priority to me That I set time early in the morning and sometimes I'll post things early in the morning and people say, are you not sleeping? Yes, I have an agenda. I have an alarm clock that's waking me up to say, it is your God time. It's like we have our alarm time set to say, hey, it's my time to get up and get ready for work, school, or wherever I have to be, that physical place. This is my time for my spiritual space. And I wake up early in the morning to read my devotions, to study my word, to pray, to commune with him. And then I have a list of people that I do text in the morning and I say either good morning or give them a word of encouragement. That is a priority that's how I set my morning and and I close my evening out and throughout the day as well, but it is a priority to me and it helps to keep me balanced and it helps me to just know who I am and stay in line with who i am so uh that's a that's a big one for me and it's a it's a huge one so Knowing your values is very important to know and focus on them. Another one is habits. Our habits are behaviors that we repeat routinely and often automatically. Although we would like to possess the habits that help us to interact effectively with managing others, we can probably all identify at least one of our habits that decrease us effectively. So for example, um, I have a bad habit sometimes when things get a little kind of rough and shaky for me. Not an alcohol drinker, but I love Coke soda. So um, sometimes I'll just be like, let me get a Coke soda. So in my mind, I feel like it's okay because I'm just getting a 16 ounce one. And I'll just come home and get some ice and put the Coke soda on there. And I'll just sit. And sometimes I might drink the Coke soda with my dinner. Sometimes I might have it with the chips. Or sometimes I might have it alone. But it's so good. And even though I'm psychologically trying to convince myself and persuade myself that it's okay because I had one 16 ounce. Well, guess what? It's not okay because I'll repeat it again tomorrow. (laughs) So that's... habit, And I know that uh, drinking sodas aren't good for me. I'm going to just focus on self. Uh, Drinking sodas are not good for me. So that's a habit that I'll say, hey, I got to stop this. I can't do this. This is a good one. I have to be committed to the decision and my decision making skills, even though I'm just sharing about a Coke soda, they have to be well. They have to be well. So we have to know what what habits we have. And like I said, some habits are great. Like getting up in the morning and just sending out a text to say good morning. And I remember one time I did not send out a text message to some people. And they responded back, good morning. Are you okay? Is everything okay? Because they were just so used to me doing that. That could be a routine. And that could also be a habit. So they're so closely related. Okay. Another one is our needs. Ah, One of the advantages of knowing which need. The strongest influence in our behavior is the ability to understand how they affect our interpersonal relationships. For instance, most of us probably know people who have a high need status. Need, 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 need. They attract high status with their occupation. They he- they seek high status positions within their organizations. Some people also want the things that symbolize their needs. Um, for instance, like I need to have a high-ended car because that symbolizes like I am. I need to have high-ended jewelry and car and clothing and different things. These all are things that they feel satisfy them, but um, the needs sometimes motivate them. And when needs aren't satisfied, they can cause frustration, conflict, and stress. So you have to know what you need according to what you want. Do you need that or do you want that? So self-awareness, these are things that I can't answer for you, but these are things that you need to stop and take a moment and just, you know, write these things down. I talked about earlier, sometimes we have to write those things down. And people may feel like, hey, I'm in a counseling session. I'm in a therapy session. What's going on? Absolutely not. You're in a session with yourself because self-awareness isn't about me. It's all about the person, the individual, you, 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 taking time away and just sometimes writing. And I mentioned earlier as well, journaling. I have journals. No, some of my pads are fancy. Some are not. But I could tell you they're all full. And sometimes I just take time and just revisit and read through them. But even when I'm writing, I don't just write to write. I write and I like to go back and revisit. And if things are completed or I feel that I have mastered or I have, you know, touched upon what I have written, I will actually the highlight or I will write next to it. Thank you, God, that I finished it because... I'm, I'm proud of myself, and I know myself and what I want. Another key factor are, are our emotions. Emotional self-awareness has become a hot topic of discussion recently because it is one of the five facets of emotional intelligence. Understanding our feelings, what caused them, How they impact our thoughts and our actions is emotional awareness. If you were once excited about your job, but not excited now, can you become excited again? To answer that question, it helps to understand the internal process associated with getting excited. What what made you excited at first What's making you not excited now. Okay, some changes happen. Things aren't always going to stay the same. We understand that changes happen. And we understand that sometimes when change happens, challenge happens. When challenge happens, stress comes in. When stress comes in, frustration comes in. Okay, so now we have to understand how to balance that. Right? We have to understand how to balance that. That sounds simple. But... Sometimes it's not. But we are the ones that we have to get a clear understanding. Here's an analogy. I think I know how my car starts. I put gas in the tank, put the key in the ignition, or now with the fancy cars, we just press the button. And if we still have the key, we turn the key. But my mechanic knows a lot more about what involves in getting my car to start than I do. He knows what happens under the hood. My mechanic is able to start my car on any occasion when I'm not because he understands the internal process. That's similar. A person with high intelligence, high emotional self awareness understands the internal process associated with emotional experiences and therefore have greater control over this self awareness i'm going to give you these key factors i want you to make a list And then under that list, I want you to start writing things about yourself. Number one, your personality. Number two, your values. Number three, your habits. Number four, your needs. And number five, your emotions gave you a little ex- assignment I hope you will take the time to do it and I hope when you take the time to do it you don't seek help from others once you take the time and be quiet it may take you 5 minutes it may take you 5 hours it may take you 5 days it may take you writing them and revisiting them it may take you just a lot of time Because now you're diving deep. You're doing some internal thinking. You're doing internal thinking. Remember those times when you got mad? Or you got upset? Or you got frustrated? Um, It could have been you got frustrated because you dropped something as an object. But it could be upset because you got upset because a person added to. So know the difference. Know the difference of the things that make you upset opposed to the things that involve others. And that's what we want to focus on when we're talking about self-awareness. Self-awareness is being aware of how do I fit into that puzzle when now I'm merging into the world with other people. And things are said and things are done. How am I reacting So take a moment, breathe, find a place that's quiet. If you want to play soft music, that's fine, but no TV, no computer, no cell phone, just you, a pen, a piece of paper, a pencil, a piece of paper, and write. And once you're finished writing, review it, review it often. Review it again, review it often, and then absorb it and know that this is you and no one told you because you knew who you are. Hey, this is Coach Phyllis from Myself to You Transitional Life Coaching. Thanks for joining me again this morning on another segment of self awareness and knowing who you are. I'll chat with you later.